Hi. Hello. <laughs> we usually have our little intro thing that we I do know. and you didn't I, I, start oh, it. Hi. Hi, it's Jules. And Jim. And this is Trans, Trans in the, the South, South podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just scared the cat out. He doesn't like laughter. So Jim has let us know, let me know that. The royal um, we. The royal us. <laughs> that um, there's something they want to talk about and they're going to let it, me have it for dramatic effect. So Jim, yeah, take I'm going to let you have it. Um, here are the things. I was just talking to somebody who's kind of new to sapphic activity. And I started oh. thinking about when I was new to sapphic activities. Okay. And being specifically penetration by uh you love penetration (laughs) you just got all happy thinking about penetration um thinking about penetration outside of the male gaze and outside of for the for the purposes of my experience outside of penis land right and wondering if this was going to happen to her that she also would have a similar experience which is when like we got our toys her is the person you were the person that i was talking to yes and so we got our toys you know for penetration Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking like for this first six months or maybe a year like man what a waste this is me being penetrated by silicone Mm -hmm. because it's not giving anybody like my pussy probably feels so good and it's not giving anybody else any pleasure. Really? Yeah. Like my hole was just for That's male pretty, pleasure. Pretty competent. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. Because. Well, you grew up with all that. Um, that purity, purity culture. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Is it part of that? Do you think? No, I think it was just from being having straight sex for so long. Okay. Or having PIV sex for so long. Uh-huh. In this case, I just was like, man, like no one's using this hole. It's such a waste. Wow. And not letting myself experience the pleasure. Interesting. Because I had kind of turned that off. Like, I knew where I got my... I know how I'm going to have an orgasm, and I know it's not from that. Like, it never has been, and it never is gonna. Okay. And no matter how much we experimented that way, it never felt good. Yeah, I think the statistic I'm familiar with says only 25% of women experience orgasm from penetration alone. Right, so... I don't know. Okay. We'll have to ask our TikTok friends about that who are sex experts. But I, so, I mean, I I didn't feel bad about that fact that it didn't give me that kind of pleasure. But it was such an experience and a mind shift to think that, okay, like penetration could be about me too. Like in more than a like passing way. And and the gentleness of women when it comes to penetration is right. a whole other ballgame. And yeah, there's sensation that you can experience that generally. I don't know that your average cishet man knows how to coax out of a person you know, when it comes to penetration. Yeah, I had this thought that will never happen, that if... Every cishet man or, or everyone who's born with a penis, shall we say, 
were given a, a month to experience life in a body with a vagina and a vulva and w- was able to just understand what sex is from the point of view of somebody with a vulva, I I think that would be an amazingly educational tool. It certainly was for me. Well, especially if they want to have sex with people with vulvas. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that, um, I'm talking people about that. with penises who yeah. want to have sex with people with vulvas. Got right. it. Yeah. And if they could just experience the vulva experience for a month and maybe throw in some estrogen and less, you know, testosterone. I don't know how much the hormonal effect has uh, with that, but it, it's so instructive. And things I'd always heard, like, you know, slow down and it doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be hard. You know, it's so much more <laughs> meaningful when you're there. Right. Oh, gosh. I think that's a fascinating thing to think. I mean, what you were talking about. Yeah, I wonder if other people have also experienced this. I wonder. And and so you how long did you take? Did it take you to get to the point where you thought, yeah, maybe penetration could be a feel good thing for me, too? It wasn't necessarily that I didn't think it could feel good, but it was that I stopped thinking that it was a waste that whatever was penetrating me was not experiencing how good it probably felt. So you don't think your dildos had that experience? Well, they've never come. Never mentioned it to you. (laughs) Okay. Gosh, that's, that's so interesting to me and kind of sad. Yeah. When it happened, I was like, wow, that's weird. It took me a long time to really stop thinking those thoughts. Probably maybe after your surgery. Because then it was like, now we really are in completely penisless territory, you know? Yeah. But yeah, penetration for me had always, always been a focus on the other person. Yeah. Penetration is one of those times, as you know, when I just totally get selfish. (laughs) You just tell me what to do. I just, you know, (laughs) it's just like, okay, this at this moment, this is about me. Yeah. Of course it is. And uh, it's just so, it's so unlike anything I ever experienced. I was reading on one of the trans subreddits about somebody was asking, like, do you get, like, phantom dick after your surgery? Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was really interesting that a lot of people said, no, I have phantom vagina. Like, I feel like the vagina should be there and it isn't. Uh And then once I had the surgery, then I was like, "Ah, everything feels normal now. Yeah, I think I saw that. Was that your experience? Um, You know, no. My experience was, it was was like so many things with me. It was gradual. At, At first, I would just say, oh, that's touching me here. And so that feels like that's this part of my penis. That's a corresponding thing. So at first it was, it wasn't that I felt as though I had a penis. It's just that, oh yeah, I immediately identified that spot with a corresponding spot on my penis. Even though you didn't have it anymore. Even though I didn't have it anymore. Right. And, but gradually that happened less and less often. And so now 
you know, I don't even think at all about that. There's no spot that I identify with a penis feeling, including clitoris. It just, it's just a clitoris. And um, so that, that was my experience. And I don't think anybody else had that same thing, which surprised me. I guess we all expect everybody to feel what we feel. Yeah, but we don't. Human experience is vast and broad. Sure is. Well, that's, yeah. That's what I, um, one of my things I wanted to talk about. Okay. I thought about this while I was in the shower. This is where I came up with these talking points. Uh, oh, which leads me right into buttholes. Um, I was thinking about buttholes and... I remembered having a conversation with my ex like a year ago because somebody on, again, Reddit had said something about girls' buttholes. Some man was talking about girls' buttholes for some reason. Um, And I don't remember why. In a positive way and not in a penetrative way, but just like talking about seeing them, I guess. And I was like, I texted my ex and I was like, so is this a thing? Like, did... Do guys, like, look at girls' buttholes when they're sleeping with them? And he was like, yeah, obviously, like, it's just there while you're doing things. And I was like, so you, you've looked at my butthole? And he was like, yeah, a lot of times. And I was like, that felt really... <laughs> and my ex and I are obviously very close. Right. <laughs> he called me his lesbian bestie the other day, which I thought was very oh, cute. Oh, that's um, he really is very sweet. He is. And, uh, you know, your commentary is completely unasked for in this instance, sir. Anyway, I've, I was like so mortified. And you know me, I really don't get embarrassed that much about no, stuff. No, you don't. Body stuff and sex stuff just doesn't, right. doesn't embarrass me. But I felt like so. <laughs> just, you know, that's funny. I'm the same way. You are? First of all, I, I, it's kind <laughs> looking at the at somebody else's anus to me is like looking at them putting in their pin number. I just <laughs> that's an Which area. Is another thing that you're I, like, no. I just want to grant them that privacy. <laughs> you know, even whether they know it or not. I just <laughs> no. That's that's just that's too much of an invasion. <laughs> and so I just auto, always look away. <laughs> It's not that, well, from pin numbers and from anuses, too. <laughs> I always have. <laughs> but I think, like, people in straight relationships who aren't, like, like, most of them aren't, like, pegging or anything like that. And so, like, the man is seeing the woman's butthole all the time. And she never sees his butthole. Not ever, not one time, never in 15 years did I see my partner's butthole. <laughs> It's just like, what is this gender butthole gap? Oh, you think that's a gender? I'm interested in our listeners <laughs> weighing in on this. Please weigh in on the butthole question. Because I, well, I've never sexually been with a man. It, it, that's just, that's never how it shook out. And yet I have never intentionally looked at anybody else's butthole. <laughs> Trans in the South POD at gmail.com subject line Butthole. buttholes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is about that. It just seems, seems so like the most ultimate me. privacy. It does. 
isn't, I wonder if that's, that's so interesting that you brought that up. I don't know why that is. Is that cultural, you know, in some foreign land? Is there some place where anuses are considered to be, you know, something that everybody knows what everybody's looks like, like their nose? (laughs) I wonder. That would be a weird situation if that was true. That would be weird to us, certainly. Like how they would have to go around showing it to everyone. Well, I don't know what their rights and rituals are. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I was at a summer camp. I was a counselor many years at a summer camp. And there was a cabin of the oldest boys. We had this ritual occasionally of exhibiting something. I'm not going to be able to say this. Of exhibiting something they called the flying sun. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this because I can't. (laughs) They would run from the back of the cab (laughs) and grab the little post above the door and swing up. (laughs) With no pants on? Nothing on and spread eagle. (laughs) The flying sun? Yep, that's what they called it. (laughs) What the fuck? You did a great job getting through that without losing your cool. I'm amazed. And for the first time, I thought, you know, I've always had this thing about penises that I just, I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody's, much less my own. But I thought, well, there was one thing now I've realized there was something that I wanted to see less than somebody else's penis. (laughs) It was the flying (laughs) sun. Oh, my gosh. I almost wish you hadn't brought that up. I had suppressed. I'm so sorry. I had suppressed the flying sun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let me point out that they did this in the direction of the quad so that every camper from age 8 to 16 is exposed to this. (laughs) Of both sexes. Oh, my God. Oh, well. All genders, age 8 to 16. Yes, and everybody, I mean... All and the, all the adults are responsible adults, for them yeah. as well. Right. Wow. <sighs> Some people just really need attention. They, they really seem to enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's... That's amazing. Yeah. Now I want to make like a flag or a t-shirt or something that says the house of the flying sun. <laughs> If you would buy a t-shirt that I designed that says House of the Flying Sun, will you just email us? Okay, so are you going to show this appearance of this from the quad? I'm I'm (laughs) going to... What it looks like? I'm just going to put a brown sun in the middle of a white background (laughs) and then put House of the Flying Sun. I have to say, I assumed that this was... Somehow the sun was a, a, an extension of the word moon. So it's like mooning somebody, <laughs> only you're going that much further. Oh, I would just think from the shape of the, the shape maybe, of the butthole. Maybe. I don't know where it came up with it. I just didn't want to have any part of it. That's, I'm sure they thought. Anyway, fine suns. <sighs> yeah, well, at least I know what my art project for tomorrow is going to be. Oh, gosh. Well, don't let me I'll make a hat. That make a hat get it embroidered house of the flying sun oh my gosh okay anyway and so this sort of nicely dovetails into our next topic i hope our next topic is not flying suns no but it's butthole adjacent 
Okay. Well, okay. Because I was thinking in the shower about buttholes, and I was thinking, oh, you know, like, I have seen the buttholes of porn actors. Okay. And it doesn't really bother me at all. Well, it's because they bleach them, don't they? Some of them do, but that got me thinking about our favorite porn actors. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember the last video, like, it was very, like, from behind yeah sort of deal and i remember noticing the butthole you want to give them a free plug i do yes i do want to give them a free plug because we've kind of been on a search for the best romantic lesbian pornography that exists on all the world wide webs i wouldn't say the best necessarily it's certainly cued into our particular needs your particular. My particular yeah. needs. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Which are very exact. They're very exact. But. They don't check every single box, but they check the important most. ones. Yeah. They, they're really important ones. And so, yeah. So we've, we've like tried a lot of different sites and looked at a lot of even like suggested OnlyFans um, and a lot of queer owned sites and a lot of women-owned sites and just kind of like it's not quite it and so uh eventually we were like hey remember the jelly-filled girls were on Pornhub we really liked them but then they kind of left Pornhub and then we didn't see them anymore and then we remembered that we followed them on Instagram and then followed them to OnlyFans and I was like well what the fuck we'll give it a shot so now I pay those women a dollar a day to show us their buttholes. Yeah, that's not why you pay them. <laughs> no, to make the most excellent, really, like there's a reason that they won best couple at the porn. Is it the Pornhub Awards? Something like that. Like they're just truly, truly good, truly good porn. It's the only. Let me say it's as far as I know the only porn, gay, street sheep it doesn't matter it's you the watch only- sheep porn <laughs> i really love when she gets going on something and then i completely derail her this is one of the things that i do for fun and it annoys the fuck out of her and she always makes this face which she's making right now which is like a smile but it means i want to kill you <laughs> that low chuckle is very disconcerting <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry to derail your train of thought. I, I will shut up now. Feel as though I'm the Titanic sinking, and you're a Japanese World War II submarine that's just come and put three torpedoes into my sinking Titanic. <laughs> Why is your Titanic sure. sinking? <laughs> you're the one who said sheep. I had this. <laughs> it's a rhetorical device. Oh. You shouldn't use those people with autism. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to learn that lesson. (laughs) At least with these people. Okay, all right. And the people with autism should learn not to interrupt me when I'm using rhetorical (laughs) advices. I can't help it. It's just too much fun. All right. I'm so sorry. Please, um, we're gonna we're gonna start that over. We're gonna start that over. So it's. I was gonna say it's the only. I think it's the only set of people I've ever heard in any porn thing anywhere use the phrase "I love you," and they say it not seldom. Oh yeah, every video several times. And 
And they do. I mean, they're engaged. You can see their engagement yeah. rings. Yeah. Um, you know, and for some people, you know, it's like, that's not their thing. But for me, it's all about connection. Sex is about connection. Porn is about connection. And oh my gosh. Gosh, do I love that. And you for finding them. Oh my gosh. I love you. I know. It's what always happens. You bring up a subject and I hijack it. I count on your input to make it interesting. Well, I really like the Jellyfield Girls and I, I really like that they are a real couple and obviously connecting with each other every time. There's almost always a lot of kissing. And they actually talk. Right. Like real human people do during sex, maybe. And, and they use lubricant they and they use vibrators. They don't have those annoying musical soundtrack. Oh, they use lube. That's right. The they first time I was lube. like, oh, my God, like they pulled out the dildo and then they were like, we need to get the lube. We need to and get I the lube. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen lube in any of That's our life. Like, it's real the way lesbians do it, lesbian sex, you know? I know. So shout out to Jellyfield Girls. And we want to be clear that we are. <laughs> this is a unsolicited promo not we are not sponsored we are not sponsored although jellyfield girls if you hear this we're open to a few free months of jellyfield girls we are we would love to have you on the podcast and i have heard them on a podcast before oh you have yeah they're really cute yeah obviously i don't know what they would do on a transgender podcast but well we could just talk about lesbian things that's true we're not just pigeonholed into trans things always Okay, well, I think um, I think we're there. Oh, we're gonna go to sleep now. Okay. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night.